Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on episode 36, season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the World Cup. Even Richie, uh, well, some more big scores again, and the start of the women's tournament happened this morning. Uh, but we're now heading into the business end of the men's World Cup. What did you think of that final round? Yeah, I, I didn't know whether I was watching the Rugby League World Cup or the Cricket 2020 World Cup for a while. The score's pretty, pretty bloody high. <laughs> yeah, but we, we're getting into the to the business end now, so. Hopefully yeah. we see some some exciting encounters. Yeah, fingers crossed we get some uh, close ones, that's for sure. Uh, but while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, 8pm, we'll also catch our show on our podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to include everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the third week of the World Cup. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you as well as some questions we've got for each other. We'll then end the night previewing week two of the women's tournament, week one of the wheelchair tournament, and the men's quarterfinals of the World Cup. So um, action-packed, and um, hopefully we get it in on time tonight, Richie. Um, and I see Simon's here. Evening, Simon. G'day, Simon. But yeah, um, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into the top stories of the week. Let's do that. Right, first one, I've got a whole page of it here because there's quite a bit. Um, but November's finally upon us, um, which means that players without a deal in 2024 um, are free to speak with clubs. Um, I went through a list. Um, some of these, uh, as we were talking before the show, Richie, some of these uh, are not going anywhere. They're going to stay with their teams. But um, I just picked out a few players that could be interesting to discuss potentially moving on. Um, but we've got, uh, I'll just rattle off the list. We've got David Fafida, Morgan Harper, Nelson Asafa Solomona, Sean Johnson, Jazz Tavanga, David Klemmer, Dominic Young, uh, Nathan Brown, Stephen Crichton, Brian Tortle, Latrell Mitchell, Victor Radley, Luke Brooks, Adam 
Dodoe. I'm getting that wrong again. Dwehi. And Jackson Hastings. Now, um, Brooks, um, Adam, and Jackson, and there's a little bit of a new story later on. But um, over mm-hmm. that big list of names, um, I, as I said before the show, I think guys like Latrell and Victor Radley and that will stay where they are. But is there anyone in there that you think will find a new home? Oh, yeah. I'll give you my um, Christmas wish list. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, if we could get Victor Radley, Stephen Crichton, Nelson Asofa-Solomona, and uh, maybe Clemmer, another prop. um, We will re-sign Jastafunga as well. That'd be a nice Christmas wish list. Um, No, I agree with you on on a lot of those guys who probably re-sign to all and the likes. Latrell Mitchell, I don't think he's he's going anywhere, but no. yeah, be interesting to see what happens with with a few other of those, um, especially with someone like David Fafita on the big bucks. Whether whether the Titans want to keep keep paying a premium for him or give him a pay cut or move him on, we shall yeah, see. Well, sounding by all rumors as we've talked on the show in previous weeks it sounds like Fafita is on the way out of the titans and um mm. there's a few places that could be potentially willing to pick him up um simon's raiders have entered the chat um dragons have been talked about there, there's a lot of them there um but it gives us it gives us some hopefully um exciting news to talk about in the next few weeks on um, if anyone does a Isaiah Papali'i and signs a year early um, and potentially regrets it at the end of that time. Yeah. But we, um, we'll we see. Um, but, yeah, we'll, I thought that was a good thing just to put out into the year now um, for when we have to discuss it in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we'll keep our ears to the ground on that. And uh, we'll get into a little bit of World Cup news. So um, Italy... Several of their players suffered infections and could barely walk after playing on synthetic fields in the first two matches of the World Cup. Um, I don't know if you saw the pictures. There were some pictures, mm. and it, it, was, it wasn't great um, to look at while you're eating your breakfast. But yeah, um, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? It's oh, I've mate. never I've never played on a synthetic yeah, field. I've so. got I've got experience in this. Um, yeah, I, I used to play touch at. Um, college rifles living in auckland and they've got the they've got the artificial turf and yeah after playing a few games and diving around some pretty pretty nasty grazes that that end up not very nice so um can we can we just just, uh, explain here what how how you're supposed to play touch are you supposed to run around touching each other it's a diving business like it's not rugby you're not not, no i'm i'm trying to trying to score tries um you got to die. You got to be evasive, and um, yeah, diving helps. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, well, not a lot of else helps my game. Um, <laughs> I just got to hope someone puts me into a gap, and then I can dive. Hope I get there. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I'm not a fan of the synthetic fields for that reason, eh? But, no, um, judging by this reaction, I don't think we'll see um, any news about the NRL trying to bring artificial. Um, surfaces into the NRL fields at the stadium. So, um, yeah, unfortunate for Italy. Um, didn't really help their case in what was already an uphill battle in their final yeah. match. But, um, yeah, not good to see. But we'll, we'll follow that up with a, a 
a bit more i i don't want to say light-hearted because it's a, still a serious issue but a, a good news story out of the world cup so up to 12 lebanon players chased a thief from their hotel and cornered him before handing him to the police this was the second time the sides encountered um thieves at the world cup but um there was a whole lot of videos about all of them some of them running in towels because they were on the massage table um <laughs> chasing after this guy um in the main streets of england um did you hear about this news at all i didn't catch wind of it until um until you sent me some of the news brad so i was hoping you could give me a bit of a rundown is it second time that the lebanon team has been targeted? yeah second time the lebanese have been targeted there um oh, so who's got paul, it for them? paul is our our resident um our englishman what is um the hatred you guys seem to have for the lebanese people <laughs> No, I'm just a bit surprised. I was, I was going to be asking you, kind of, um, well, obviously it's Checker. It's, it's all down to um, to checks. He's, he's, he's the one that's doing all this. That's, um, <laughs> this, this is all part of his way of, uh, of, of of training and motivating his team. I think he's been hiring these people to, to come and do this. What, 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 what did they nick? Um, they didn't really... Them? They didn't really say. They said like they went into the hotel and they kind of just grabbed like a bag at that point. And I think they were... First time they were targeted, they were trying to get like their kit out of the out of the bus. I think I'm not sure, a hundred percent on the first one, but yeah, it just showed this guy running down the streets with like a bag, and then all these what Lebanese guys have got in their bags if they're that, that worried about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want your stuff taken, regardless of what it is, Paul. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, the police got there and took the guy away. And um, yeah, Simon said um, the cost of living is really bad in the UK, but he didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, I I think it would be a pretty low point for me if I had to steal, and I don't know if I'd steal from a footy team because I know I can't outrun them. Um, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, interesting story. Um, we might get some more news where we can talk about it next week if anything more comes to light about it. Um, but we'll move on. We'll go back to the NRL for a little bit. Um, we talked about a retirement last week. We've got another one. Um, Josh Jackson from the Bulldogs has announced his retirement. Um, I saw a stat. They say he averaged 23 games a season over the past 10 years. Um, that's quite impressive um, with the wear and tear that the NRL players have to be that consistent um, for your game time. Um, and uh, They've said that he will remain with the Bulldogs in some capacity. They haven't said what that is yet. I have heard rumours that the Bulldogs were kind of pushing him to retire. Um, and him retiring as he has, has given them an extra 500k in the salary cap, which will help them keep the likes of Matt Burton and a few other players um, at the club, hopefully for them. Um, what's your take on... on the retirement it's um he's been around for a long time been a key figure at the bulldogs mm. any thoughts yeah that stat you that stat you put out is a remarkable one um speaks to his durability especially um the way josh plays a defensive workhorse kind of player uh, a lot of body contact so for him to have remained that durable over that period of time is pretty it's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. And he's he's sort of been the heart and soul of, of the Bulldogs and encompasses everything that the club's all about. So, um, 
yeah, sad to see him retire, but um, yeah, the Bulldogs making moves, like you say, it's going to free up a good chunk of cap space, and and they've been wanting to make moves over the past couple seasons to to lift them off the foot of the table. So yeah, could, yeah, could be I a good the- thing if they get to keep some of the stars. Yeah, and I understand with the way it is with him retiring, they're getting a chunk of change to the salary cap and him going straight into an office job. I believe the NRL has to give the okay. So we'll see. I, I don't see it being an issue, but we'll we'll see what happens in that, that space. Um, but we've got some signing news as well. Kevin Proctor, once well-known a few months ago for being fired for um, vaping in the bathroom. Um he had no interest from the NRL and it looked like he was going to retire, but he's now signed a two-year deal with Wakefield Trinity in the UK. Um, thoughts on that? He will he should have a, an easy life up there. Um, he, he's still a very talented player. Um, and, yeah, it should should be quite quite good for him in Wakefield. But what's your news on uh, or your take on that news of him going over there? Uh, yeah. It's it's good for him to find somewhere. Is obviously with with what he he the shenanigans he got up to last year. He, he kind of left himself in a not a very desirable position in terms of finding a contract. But nice to see he yeah. found a club that that um, that allows vaping in the bathroom. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul said the same. What's the smoking rules um, at Wakefield? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sure they will let him know um, before he arrives. Um, more news. Uh, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I know we spoke a few weeks ago that Ruben Garrick was being heavily targeted by the Newcastle Knights. Um, the the talk out there now is that he's going to knock back their, their offer and extend his stay with Manly for another four years. Um, say it's interesting with all the dramas that's happening at Manly, it's interesting to see players want to stay, but on the other hand, it's not like going to the Knights seems that great either. Um, so what's your take? Mm. You, I think Ruben, Ruben's their, their goal kicker. There's talks about him mm. moving into the centres um, as part of this extension, which will give him what he wants. He wants a, a bit more action rather than just being stuck on the wing. Um, I think mm. it's a good move by Manly. Um, goal kicking is important, um, which we'll come to in a question later on. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good move for him to stay there. It all depends on what happens with um, Anthony Seabolt, who still hasn't officially been confirmed as coach, but I think um, we all know that's what's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, good. Uh Good for Garrick if he wants to stay at Manly. I, yeah, you're right about him wanting to get more in the action. I, I kind of thought it, uh, his desire was to play fullback, but if we were to go to Newcastle, probably doesn't have much chance there either. If Caelan Ponga stays in that position, not sure if he will or not. Um, maybe his best bet is hoping for Tommy Turbo to, <laughs> um, you know. He's got form when it comes to long-term injuries, so maybe that's that's what he's banking on. But centers, I think he'd go all right in the centers too. And like you say, yeah. good sharp shooter off the tit, off the tee. So um, been one of Manly's better players over the past two years, and um, not this season, the one before, leading point scorer in the comp as well. So good move for Manly. Be, he was meant to be the leading point scorer this year as well. He he threw off my prediction. Yeah. Um, I know. And, I know. 
more signing news. Um, English centre um, Oliver Gildart, who um, he is signed with the Dolphins. Um, he originally had been with the Tigers, didn't really hit the ground running there. The Tigers kind of loaned him out to the Roosters. And I thought he did okay with the Roosters at the end there. Um, so it's not a big surprise. The Dolphins kind of are desperate to still get some key players. And I think Gilda is, um, he has potential to actually grow in the NRL. Um, a few players take a year. Like we saw Dom Young. Dom Young's kind of yeah. um, 10 times better player now than he was this time last year in his first year in the NRL. Absolutely. So um, I think it's a good move by the Dolphins. Um, what's your take? Do you think um, that's a good move for them? It's it's not like they're getting any of the big names they've been targeting. So mm. Yeah, 100%. And they they need players. Um, they need backline players. We know they've recruited quite well in the forwards. But, um, you know, I think, I think he just needs an opportunity. He, like, you're yeah. right, he didn't hit the ground running with the Tigers. Um but it takes time, so I think with you know a decent enough opportunity and game time, we can see what he's made of. Yeah, it really doesn't help if the team you're trying to hit the ground running with in the NRL is a team like the Tigers who weren't performing. They're horrible. Um, yeah. it, it was very hard to to, to look good um, in that team. So um, yeah, I'm sure he'll do well with the Dolphins, um, and he does have a connection with. Um, with Wayne Bennett from Wayne Bennett's time with the England team. So, um, and yeah, some cities mm. amazed that Tigers loaned anyone out, but they did it. They did it with North Luma as well. Um, they, they made a habit of it last yeah. year. Um, yeah, I, I guess it was more of a send them to these places that have good teams and hopefully they bring some of that, that back. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, but next bit of news, uh, former Warriors coach, Stephen Kearney, uh, currently with the storm. Um, is rumoured to be in talks to join um, the Broncos as an assistant coach. Um, interesting there. Um, I think that just shows you that when Craig Bellamy hangs up the boots at the end of this year, like he said he would, that Kearney is not in the running to take over. Otherwise, he wouldn't mm. be looking at leaving Melbourne. So uh, what's your take on uh, Kearney going back to Broncos? Yeah, great. One of the great assistant coaches. Not a great head coach at all, but nice. must make a great coffee. Um, he's done a, done a great job being a right hand man to Bellamy. So, um, yeah, see how he yeah, goes. Well, the um, I'll I'll show my ignorance straight away um, as the renowned coach that I never was. But um, the assistant coach is more like the the horse whisperer, if you will. They they like get in there and they talk. They're, they're like the buddy-buddy compared to the head coach. And I think Kearney fits that mould a lot better. He's more personable, yeah, yeah, um, which doesn't always work in the head coach capacity. Um, so, yeah, I think it will do well. Um, I feel like Walters is kind of that way as well, though. So I've never been coached by either man, so I can't say. But, um, yeah, it's it's a good they're move, both, I guess. They're both going to be a... They're both going to be assistant coaches to Adam Reynolds anyway, aren't they? <laughs> Pretty much. If you believe, um, if you believe what Tyson Gamble says. Yeah, um, and um, we'll go to um, the Panthers. Um, as we all know, the Panthers' assistant coaches are no more. Um, they're both gone off to um, battle for the wooden spoon in 2023. 
Um, but the Panthers have named two new ones. Peter Wallace, former player, and Ben Gardner have both been announced as the new assistant coaches for Ivan Cleary. So we can earmark them to be head coaches at the Tigers, Warriors, Bulldogs, or Manly <laughs> um, in the next year or two. Um, but yeah, good move for them. Um, I don't really have any intel on how they are as coaches. But um, what's your take on the news? They had to sign someone. Yeah, they did. And, and um, Peter Walsh was was a very handy player at Penrith there as well as... Um, as well as other other clubs, but um, yeah, I think I think it won't matter too much. They're going to slot into a pretty handy system there, and and the Panthers machine's going to march on. Yeah, definitely. And as long as they make um, a good coffee. Exactly. That's like that's all that counts. And then, like, really, the last bit before we get into naughty boys and injuries um, is all about the Tigers, which I know Paul loves. He loves his little his tiger pitches. Um, the Tigers are still interested in signing Mitch Moses and or Dylan Brown, but they've also decided to add another eel to the list um, with Nathan Brown now on the radar. Nathan Brown was one of those players I mentioned in that list that are, are free to talk to clubs. There's someone did apparently ask him at the World Cup, one of the media, about would he be interested in going to the Tigers, and he said he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't say no. Um so that could be a possibility. I think he might be more likely than um, Moses or Brown. Um, I don't know if anyone saw I put it on the picture for our show, but Dylan Brown's been confirmed to be a warrior now. Um, so Love you know, that. he's got his Warriors jersey, so he'll be coming here instead. Um, if we can just put that into the universe, I guess. Um, but on the flip side of that, the Tigers have shown no interest in trying to re-sign Jackson Hastings or Adam Dwayhe. Um, I see you shaking your head. I kind of have that same feeling. I don't understand. Um, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> you get a. They potentially could get to a point where Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown both say no, and Hastings and Adam are signed with other clubs, and then they have no halves. Mm. Um, other than look, Luke Brooks, who apparently is being looked at, being shipped off as well. There were periods last year where the Tigers weren't so rancid. Um, and who was leading the team round in those periods? It was when Jackson Hastings was on the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we and know Adam, the quality of Dwayne Dwayne. I mean, yeah. it's just the rest of their squad and and setup and management down through coaching. Obviously, the coaching's been changed, but it's all the other pieces that seem to let the club down. Yeah. To be honest, the Tigers, they have Api Carousel coming in to hook. You've got Jackson Hastings mm. and Adam Dwayne in your halves and Dwayne, um, Dane Laurie in your fullback. That's actually not a bad spine. If they yep. could actually build a team Decent around spine. that rather than looking at replacing the spine mm. and leaving everything else, leaving all the other rubbish there and changing the only good part you have just doesn't seem like a, a way to do it. And no. it'd be fair to say that you're not paying those two they've got now um, ridiculous money like you would to get in Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting times. Uh, I feel like we talk every week about the Tigers and the mismanagement of that club. Um, so I'm sure we'll get plenty more of that to talk about in the next few weeks and then next year. Um, 
so that was all I had on the Tigers there. But the last bit, I didn't go into it too much because I think it's something we can talk about at a later date. But Western Australia have confirmed their interest in having an NRL team from their area um, be the next to join the competition. We have spoken about it before, about who um, the 18th team should be. But um, would you still be interested in a Western Australia team joining the mix? Mm, a few days ago, I saw a, a, a pot of orcas in Wellington Harbour. I think that's a sign. <laughs> I think they need another team from Sydney. I don't think there's enough. But, um, you know, each to their own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, Western Australia, your, your problem there is your, is your time zone. Is you guys are going to be watching games at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I have had to watch a Warriors game at midnight there before. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's a long way away. It's it's not going to happen anytime soon. So that's probably mm-hmm. a 2023 discussion point we're going to have a few times. But we'll get into injuries. There's not really a lot. Um, basically, you know, there's most of the teams are gone now. Um, so I really only wanted to look at play or teams that are still playing in the quarterfinals for the men. Um, and that was there were two. There was um, Regan Campbell-Gillard um, from Australia. He suffered a cork and may not be ready for this week's quarterfinal. The teams haven't been named yet, so I can't confirm or not. Um, I feel like if there's a bit of a cork, they'll probably um, they'll probably let him have this one off um, to prepare him for the next one. And then Victor Radley from England injured his elbow in his side's win over Greece and could miss this week also. It didn't look pretty. It looked very similar to what happened to Ben Murdoch Masilla for the Warriors. Mm. Um, kind of yeah. his arm got in the tackle and went the wrong way. Um, yeah. But it doesn't seem to have been as drastic since they're only really saying a week. Um, but yeah, we're waiting through the details. And again, um, due to England and the time zone, they don't do the team namings like we're used to. So um, yeah, we'll know. We'll know closer. I think probably on Friday. Thursday, Friday is usually, I think, when the first one gets named. So we'll know from there. But what's your take on those? Um, I think Victor Radley would be a massive loss for England. I think he's really been integral for them in that lock position. Mm. Um, and Regan Campbell-Gillard, been fantastic at this World Cup. But that depth with Australia, um, you know, one falls down. They put a one just as good in the spot. So <laughs> You asked me my thoughts and then proceeded to say everything I was about to say. So. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> no, uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, uh, yeah, fantastic. Aussie will cover him against Lebanon. Radley's a bigger loss, I think, in terms of England. Um, he's been he's been really big for them, and, you know, PNG are going to come out and throw the kitchen sink at them. Um, so we shall see. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Radley and I'm going to use him as my segue because one thing that I expected to see that he hasn't is he's kept a level head. You know, he's usually given away silly penalties or been sent to the bin and um, he hasn't done that for England. Um, So that's great, which does go into Naughty Boys because we've got two. Um, One of them's from a team that isn't playing anymore, um, which is James Bell, former warrior that um, plays for Scotland. He's being banned for a match for a grade A dangerous contact. Uh, not sure how that's going to work now that Scotland's out. I assume that's just going to go off as Super League time, potentially, or he's not allowed to play the next game for Scotland in like five years' time when they play internationals yeah. again. Next World um, Cup. 
<laughs> and um, the other one which does affect quarterfinals is Jared Warrior Hargraves. Um, he has got a one-match ban for his grade-A high tackle, um, which did see him sent to the bin. What's your take on the head high for, for Jared? From Warrior Hargraves? Um, yeah, it bounced up off the chest a bit, eh? Not a lot in it. I didn't think of it, yeah. It, it, it didn't look good. Uh, no, it didn't look good. I, probably, honestly, the Sinbin was was. I thought Sinbin was fine. Um, I know yeah, the Irish coach, the Irish coach came out and basically said that that should have been a red, and um, it, that no. turned the tide, and that Ireland's you know still had a shot at that point when they they weren't. Um, I appreciate his optimism, but um, I don't yeah. think it was a red. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad yeah. as what. The Irish coach made it out to be, to be fair. It was it was bad enough for Sinbin and completely yeah. not unexpected coming from from Jared. Yeah. yeah, he's just come. I suppose it is disappointing for him to come back from suspension. I need to get suspended again. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah I, I think <laughs> one week's fine. Um, I'm glad they didn't they didn't go overboard and um, you know basically take him out of the. Um, the World Cup for a little head high that had no intent. I think I think it was intent. I know a lot of people didn't like how aggressive it looked in a game against Ireland, which technically, you know, was never going to be a, a true contest. Um, but that's the aggressive play that everyone likes Nelson Asafa Solomona for. So you know you can't have have it one way for the one player and away for the next. Um, which I suppose is ironic because I dislike Nelson, but I like Jared. <laughs> so um, Jared doesn't do it to the Warriors, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's really all the news we we had there. Um, hopefully, there's no injuries in the quarterfinals. I, I want to see the semifinals have the strongest lineups possible um, because we've been starved of actual competition in this World Cup so far. So um, mm. yeah, fingers that the injuries and Naughty Boy Corner stay relatively empty next week. So we may as well jump into the week um, of footy. Um, as we've been doing for the World Cup, we've picked um, four games, or I've picked four. I don't let Richard have a say. Um, so I'll go through the other games. Um, this is this is Richie's this is Richie's starring pit. This is his section of the whole show. And you, in oh, the NRL, yeah. in the NRL, it is. I, I've taken it away in the World Cup. Um, he's too biased to Samoa. So, um, <laughs> for we the women, we'll, we'll go with them first. They, they started their competition this morning, um, the first two games. Uh, England women defeated Brazil 72 to 4, and the PNG women defeated Canada 34 12. So, that was a bit more closer. The um, England Brazil one sided affair is what we're going to expect. Um, Brazil are kind of the the Jamaica of the women's competition. Um, great to see them make it, and hopefully they learn a lot from it. But you're not going to expect them um, doing anything. But they did score a nice try. Um, I did get to see that this morning um, while I was working. But, um, yeah, fantastic to see the, the women start up. And we've got some good games um, for them coming up this week, which we'll talk about in our preview section. Um, but then the men, the games that we're not, going to discuss in length um australia defeated italy 66 to 6 uh lebanon defeated defeated jamaica 74 12 
Samoa defeated France 62-4, and then PNG defeated Wales in the last game of the men's round robin 36-0, which means we go into our four games that we are talking about, starting with the first game of the round, which was New Zealand defeating Ireland 48-10. I've taken all of your um, talking part for this thing, so I'll pass it to you now. What did you think of this game? See, Brad didn't even select the Samoa game as one to talk about. He's yeah. he's trying to freeze yep. me up with the Samoa. Um, yeah. It's all about Tonga disappoint- now. Disappointed, Brad. Uh, <laughs> the Kiwis game. Um, yeah, so I thought we were clunky. Honestly, yeah. I thought we were. We weren't. We still look like a team that's building combinations. It was nice to see. Jerome Hughes out there, as as we've said, we've been wanting to see what we can with without whole spine there. And obviously, Jerome Hughes was fantastic, uh, probably our best player before he before yeah. he um, was taken off the field and wrapped in cotton wool. Um, biggest concern for me, and I won't go too deep of a dive into it because of your question. I I, I know spoilers, but yeah, biggest concern for me was our goal kicking. Um, we left a yeah, lot of Simon's points out there. The yeah, I mean, we left a lot of points out there. Although we weren't completely on our A game, this still should have been a 50, 60 point plus win. Um, yeah. In a tight quarter or semi final, um, that, it's a concern. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I it was a bit clunky. I I would have liked. I know we have been harping on about it. I think it would they would have looked a lot better if Hughes had had some more game time. This was like his first time. They admittedly Brown and Hughes did partner there in the halves together against Tonga earlier this year, um, mm. but that's the only time. So um, I think they need um, they needed more game time together. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But yeah, they. They got the job done. Um, Ireland, you know, we're always going to be the second hardest challenge um, for them in pool play, you know, besides Lebanon. So I expected, you know, uh, I was looking more a 40 to 50 point win, which was kind of what we got. Um, but yeah, yeah, the goal kicking. Yeah, I just, I just can't. I don't understand. I, As you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, me and... Um, and Hammer from Ruin Hammer were kind of talking during the game and very upset about goal kicking. So um, that's something that needs to be addressed. But yes, that is going to be talked about later on. 
So we'll move to the next game. Um, I suppose we didn't even talk about Ireland. Ireland just, yeah, I think Simon mentioned it. Um, Ireland just needed to develop more localised players instead of um, players from the UK and Australian expats. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's the same. It just, as we talked about last week, about getting these lower um, teams more competitive, it's just going to take money and time. Um, mm. It's really all it is. It's tough for them too because rugby union's booming for them at the moment and they've obviously got other sports that, that they're going to be more interested in than rugby league, but yeah. Yeah, I can I can 100% see kids in Ireland more interested playing rugby union than rugby league right now, um, especially mm. with you know what Ireland did to the All Blacks this year. Um, you're just going to, yeah, it's just going to take time. Um Definitely hard, but we'll move on to the next game um, with, you know, the the highlight of the Northern Hemisphere, I guess you could say, with England. Um, England defeating Greece 94-4. to four. What a, I don't think there's much to talk about here. We <laughs> kind not, of were thinking did, the scoreline. I just pick wanted... I picked, <laughs> I I picked the two games... There about England. Absolutely. I mean, um, let, 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 <laughs> Richie, Richie, we need you, your match report here running through every single scorer, please. <laughs> no chance. Seven, 17 try scorers in this game. Um I picked it. I wanted to pick the two games that cracked 90. That's that's why I picked it. Um yep, fair enough. But yeah, 17 tries, and unlike um New Zealand, they only missed a handful of conversions, which helped that mm. score. Um and yet Greece, Greece did score a try. Um I thought we were gonna see um them barely get to touch the ball and that was kind of the case but um i think where we got they had 38 percent position um they had the ball for 14 minutes um and yeah they were dominated everywhere as they were expected to be um england continue to surprise me i'm going to say it every week i basically had them not even making the semis um, before the World Cup started, um, finishing second in their pool. And they've done nothing but prove me wrong. So um, they can join the list of many, I guess, um, when it comes <laughs> to the show, proving me wrong. Um, but, yeah, Dominic Dominic Young scored again. Um, how many? Yeah. I've got it here. One, two, three, four. four? He got four tries. Four, yeah. yeah. Four tries. Um, Ryan Hall got another double. Um, mm. they were, they're just great everywhere. Um it's yeah your question kind of covers it a bit but i think yeah um england just yeah look great and they need they need a lot more respect shown to them which i think is starting to happen um i'm stubborn so it'll probably come at the very last minute for me but i know a lot of the media is kind of um you know giving them the credence they they deserve and like simon said England has 12 teams to pick players from and a second division. They do have the depth, and they also have Super League uh, NRL players as well. Um, Millie, they don't have as many as the other teams, but, you know, Dom Young, mm. um, Victor Radley, right right off the top. But, um, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly dominant display there. And um, no, Callum. Um, <laughs> Get it off, Brad. No. Um, I think so, we always talk about we always talk about the Super League not being at, at the same standard as the NRL, but I think when you take the sum of all the parts and take the best of the best out of there and put it all together, um, they still put out a handy team, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, we just have to see 
what happens when they actually have some competition because it's fair to say they haven't had a competitive match yet um mm. we all expected that with Samoa with Samoa you know they were on island time and came a week late so yeah, um yeah we'll see this week um they have they do have a tough matchup they should win it um fairly easily if you go by what we've seen here but um it'll give them a challenge which we want to see um yeah and simon's kind of going with what i'm thinking now he said i think they'll make the semi-finals but they won't make the final that's kind of what i'm picking but i just yeah i've been wrong so so many times in this world cup already um next game though um fiji defeated scotland 30 to 14 i picked this because it was um the only tight match um of the week and i thought it was actually quite a good game um did you catch it yes yeah i did yeah. it was quite a good game um i think don't think fiji were uh, on top form as we saw the, the week prior but um i thought scotland were brave and, and improved from from what we're seeing from them and um that they gave fiji a pretty decent decent run Sorry, but uh, rolling out the cliches clang scotland the brave jeez <laughs> well that was, up. That, um, that, that wasn't me <laughs> shoddy shoddy uh journalism there richie um sorry but can, um, continue yeah i i i'm not sure I've, i see enough from fiji to give me too many concerns for the quarterfinals coming up but i won't go out on a limb and, and call it early because i remember what happened last world cup yes and the only game that they've played against new zealand they're undefeated against new zealand yeah um but yeah i thought revenge. it was a great game for them um yeah. scotland put up more fight than i thought i thought this was going to be another blowout um but yeah scotland showed some good fight um, a few Simbins, which always makes games more enjoyable to me. Scotland had two. Um, Fiji had yep. one with Cacao. Grubbery. Would have been nice to see Cacao get a week. Um, really would have liked to have Fiji without him um, in the quarterfinals. But, yeah, it was a great contest. And um, hopefully we get to see more of that in the upcoming weeks because it's something we seriously have missed in this World Cup so far. Um, which goes into the last one we're going to talk about. Um, another close affair. Um, Tonga defeated Cook Islands 92-10. Um, I expected the Tongans to win, but I thought Cook Islands would have more of a fight. I thought this might have been like a 40-20 to 20 type scoreline maybe. Um, mm. But yeah, Tonga, Tonga have really just got into the groove now. Um and uh, I think it was Jason Tomalolo's first game back, and he he kind yep. of made the most did of well, it. Well, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Um, what's your take on on this? Um, this is obviously the team that Simon's predicting to defeat England in the semi final. Um, but what's your take? Hmm. Well, I'm well, I just guessing. I assume. Um, I, I caught this game delayed and I watched the Samoa game before it. Uh, and I think I was crying to you <laughs> on Messenger saying how good Samoa looked and um, I'm a bit worried for Tonga. But then I saw Tonga's scoreline and uh, yeah, it brought me back down to earth a bit. Uh, was definitely not expecting it. And yeah, I, I did watch the replay and man, that was just one way traffic. I was expecting a bit more out of the Cook Islands, but. Yeah, 
Tonga went to town, they cashed and <laughs> they, they, they didn't yeah. miss. Yeah, and um, Nicholas says, I, I assume tongue-in-cheek, but um, really underwhelming performance from Tonga. They couldn't even crack the 100. Lackluster. Um, I think it's a good... It, I think it's very hard to crack 100 now, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. If anyone was going to do it, I thought England would have done it against Greece. Um, and even they couldn't. But, um, yeah, Tonga, they they needed to put Cook Islands away. Cook Islands had put up some close games earlier on as well. So... Yeah, just disappointing for them to end on that type of scoreline um, in the World Cup. But yeah, Tonga. Um, yeah, I, you, you as you said, you didn't see this game live, so you didn't know the scoreline yet when you were talking up Samoa. Um, I had, yeah. which is why I said I think Tonga are going to do okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it has got. Um, it's probably going to be the quarterfinal of the week in my eyes. That game. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Fantastic outing, and yeah, so that means that we're only down to um, eight teams left in the World Cup there. Um, but we'll go into questions now before we talk about the next round. Um, any questions from anyone in the crowd there, Paul? Well, I guess one for me. If how worried should we be about uh, the the Dolphins and the, uh, if we got to this stage and they still don't have a squad? How, how should we should we start being thinkers concerned? about some how uh, prepared they're going to be for next year? I think they'll be more worried that their coach is going to um, not make it through the year. But um, it's hot and it's hot in Redfern. But, oh, well, I'm sure uh, it can yeah. Air <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think they'll be fine. I think that they're going to – they've kind of always said that 2023 isn't their year. Um, they're looking at 2024 when they're actually going to start. It's just like, this is the year they have to start. We're going to just throw a team together um, and hope for the best. And, um, yeah, it won't be pretty, but, yeah, I think they're they're aiming at the next year, which is, I still feel they were given a year too little for preparation. So 2024 would kind of fit with the time they should have needed. I did see a question earlier, though, Paul. Um, I'll let Richard answer now. While I while I find it, you got some input, Richie. Yeah, well, once I know what it is, yeah. Um, so Andrew, uh, well, now my question first, Richie. Should, yeah, I mean, you got to answer Richie's question. Yeah, uh, Paul's question. question. Are, are you concerned about the fact that the Dolphins don't, don't have a don't have a squad yet? Uh, are they basically just going to get walloped every game next year, like hundred nil? Is, is it going to be like a rugby league World Cup um, group stages game? Every every week, and is that really any good? I'm no, that doesn't concern me in the slightest uh, because we need more team. We need more teams that are going to finish below us. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Andrew says, uh, "What do you think about the rumours of the uh, preseason comp returning?" Uh, he's all for it. Uh, he loved the old Toonies uh, challenge in the nineties. Yeah, um, I haven't heard the rumours myself, but um, I am all for it. Um, Any time that the Warriors potentially might have a chance of winning something, I'm I'm down for. So, um, yeah, as long as the only thing we don't win is a wooden spoon, I'm in. Um, They still have the the, um, the Auckland Nines. Is that still that preseason thing? No, no, you, you... You've been on the show long enough, Paul. You know the NRL doesn't like New Zealand. They gave that to Perth. 
Um, oh, so okay, it still exists, but, but in a different place. They haven't done it for a while, though. Um, and, yeah, I see Nicholas corrected me. Um, once again, I called Redcliffe Redfern. Um, Australia mm-hmm. just needs to be more creative with their names. Um, <laughs> um, um, as always, I'm not taking responsibility. That is Australia's fault, yes, not the, mine. The, 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 the Billabong Dolphins. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a long season, Nicholas. <laughs> Uh, Simon's yeah. like he doesn't like it should leave preseason the way it is. Um, you can take it too seriously. Yeah, um, I get that. But as as a person who writes um, about the Warriors, I have to really invest in how they perform in the preseason when I do my season preview. Um, <laughs> so if they're in a tournament and do well in it, it would help me with my writing um, as I try to predict the next six, seven months. Um, but yeah. Just look at the last six, seven months. You've got a pretty good, pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Pretty much. Um, oh, no, sorry, this year, this year's, ne- next year's your year, guys. Don't worry. Next year's your year. We and are. Oh, we didn't mention it because we are the one now. So, um, sorry. Yeah. Oh, the one. We are the oh, one yes. now. I forgot. As of yesterday, we are now the the one New Zealand Warriors. I forgot to talk about. Yeah, it's, it's an awfully long kind of name, isn't it? That the end of the day. As well, also, getting a bit the one year zero. Yeah, um, what do you think of the uh, uh, someone asked what do you think of the Spark um, sport coverage of the uh, of the NRL? Uh, well, the rugby league World Cup. Sorry, did you get Spark, Richie? Yes, I did. Hiya. What do you want? I'll let you go first. What? Yeah. What's your What's your input? What Why did you ask me that? Didn't you? Don't you have it? I do have it. I just didn't know if oh, you yeah. had it or not. Uh, yeah, no, I do. I do. I, I got it. Yeah, those things just illegal streams obviously would do that because he's a he's nice man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not I'm not smart <laughs> enough to find the illegal yeah. streams. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been uh, honestly, it's been not too bad for the rugby league world cup. I've I've had more issues with it when I've been watching the uh, women's rugby union world cup for some reason. I've had a few cutouts there, but otherwise, been okay for me. Yeah, I've had no issues, um, Simon and Paul. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook complaining that they can't watch it and it keeps cutting out. I've had none of that. The only one I had was um, before the New Zealand Island game when I put it on our TV in the lounge. For some reason, it had zoomed in. So I could see like only the top left corner. So I saw like the corner of people's faces and I went back out, went back in and it was fine. That was the only issue. Um for me there but yeah i've had no connection issues no buffering and that's watching it um on our smart tv in the lounge on my phone on my phone or my desktop at my work wherever i've seemed to watch it i've had no issues so really happy with it so far um doesn't mean i'm keeping it they, as soon as the workout's finished are they just are they just rebroadcasting someone else's coverage or are they, are they adding their own are we, are, are we having a good Kiwi uh, uh, magazine it's, show or anything? Nothing that I've seen. I've only been watching the games, though. It doesn't look like they're doing a wrap-up. It looks like you get the game live, they have a replay yeah. of it, and they have a highlights package. But it all just seems to be stuff they've taken from, I assume, Sky Sport in the UK. So no, um, yeah, okay, so, so no value add, unfortunately. Not really. There no. were, I think, before the World Cup started, they had a few like two-minute interviews with Kiwi players. Um, yeah, and Simon said he thinks that there's an international feed and that's where they're getting it. Um, yeah, not really anything different. And um, 
yeah, but I've I've got no complaints with it. Um, it serves the purpose. Would I have preferred it to be with someone I'm already paying lots of money to watch sport on? Yes, but it is what it is. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of the problem, isn't it? With this is that they're not as they've not got any other rugby league kind of coverage outside of this. What's the point in building a rugby league audience and growing the sport with a cool magazine show and all that kind of stuff when? Yeah, basically, yeah. they know that everyone's going to leave at the end of this anyway because there's no, they've got nothing else to hang their hats on afterwards. Yeah, and I don't think there's any way they're ever going to get the NRL um, off Sky. I, I think, I think that's yeah. If they they would have to try to get the NRL or the Super League to make it a viable model to try to grow league fan base, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, now and now Sky's got the rugby um, union World Cup wrapped up for the uh, foreseeable future. Um, yeah, as well, you do wonder is is Spark Sport actually going to exist in a couple of years' time? What have they got? I just I just do want to say watching Spark, watching the Kiwis on Spark with Kiwis have Sky as one of their sponsors on their jersey is, I guess that's a win for Sky. <laughs> They're getting advertising on Spark, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it, it kind of feels weird that's. Sky didn't try to beat them for the World Cup when they sponsor a team that's in it. But yep. yeah, I I don't know the money that was thrown down, so um, I yeah I don't know. But yeah, I think Spark's been fine so far for what they've delivered. I wasn't expecting, mm. you know, like weekly rundowns or anything of that. I just wanted to watch the games, especially at the times that they play them. Um, I don't really want to mm. watch early morning um, discussions. Um, that's what we're here when for. Come on to the uh, watch the standoff show. Yeah. Why, why bother having, uh, having exactly? This is as good as exactly. You get. And I don't want their opinions to affect what I say here. You know, with all the research I do, so I would avoid them anyway. But yeah, um, and yeah, Simon said Sky's been tight with their money recently. Just true. You know, you got to spend money with what you think you're going to get back. But cool. Um, that's all the questions from the uh, from the live chat, guys. Cool. So um, I'll go with my one first because it might it's going to flow into your one. Yeah, um, go on. But I've said um, we talked about it briefly, but the Kiwis have had an issue with goal kicking. Um, do you think this could cost them big time in the knockout stages? I think it has great potential to do so. Um, yeah. Like I was kind of saying to you earlier, I'm I'm less so concerned about Fiji. Uh, not to say that they that blatantly don't have a chance, but you know, should we should we see our Fiji and then go up against Australia? Um, yeah. It becomes a concern because um, they've got goal kickers in their team that that won't miss. Uh, they play Cleary; he's a sharpshooter. They're going to go up in sixes, and and if we're not going to go up in sixes, we're going to need to outscore them in tries by a, by a fair bit. So it is a concern. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I'm feeling the same. I was looking at the Australian team and going, they've basically got a whole backline of goal kickers. Surely they could just give us one. Um, you know, they don't even have to give us their best one. But um, I don't know. They got well. They got Cleary. They got Mitchell. Um, DCE can goal kick. Val Holmes. Val Holmes. Yeah. Um, they got so many of them there, and we we're, we're struggling to find one. Um, that you know will have a good night week in, week out. It's just very hard. I, I think Rapana will still be given those honours, 
Um, I think he's still the best of a bad punch. Um, but yeah, it is concerning. Um, you need accuracy when it comes to like semis and finals, at least. Um, yeah. So yeah, right. I am. I am a lot more worried than the very braggadocio person before the World Cup started. Um, but yeah, that kind of goes into um, your question to me. Yeah. So. I'm picking that Tonga and Samoa will be a pretty evenly contested quarterfinal. Um, yep. So, out of Lebanon, Papua New Guinea, and Fiji, which underdog, if any, has the most potential to cause a headache for the big three in the quarterfinals, and why? And why? Um, yeah. So, I feel a bit, I think it's a bit unfair to call Lebanon the underdogs. They're going to beat Australia. Um, easy. It's going to be the blind side. No one's all coming. Um, no, out of all of them, um, I think Fiji. Like, I don't see any of them beating. Um, I don't see Lebanon, PNG, or Fiji winning. I think PNG will be the toughest challenge England's faced so far, but I still think England will get it. But I'm putting it all down to goal kicking. Um, I think Wakem didn't miss a single goal in that game Fiji played this week. So he's kicking accurately. And you know they have they have beaten them in a quarterfinal before, um, so they've had history with it. So that one there, but yeah, Simon said um, Papua New Guinea could most likely cause an upset. Uh, I think yeah, I don't think England will be um, you know taking them lightly, which I think doesn't help Papua New Guinea. They England won't be like Samoa was against England and go, this is an easy win for us. But yeah, PNG have the potential as well, but I think Fiji is the most likely just down to goal kicking. If um, if the Kiwis are kicking goals blindfolded again, um, it could cost them. But I just don't see it happening, but that's the most likely. Mm. I kind of thought, yeah, I'm on the same wavelength as you. I think we should have too much class for Fiji, but I wouldn't write Fiji off completely is my feeling. And also Papua New yeah. Guinea. I feel yeah. like England have pretty much marched through scoring bucket loads of points. And if PNG um, go in there, throw the kitchen sink, make it a dogfight, they've got some they've got some bruising athletes, so um, they could make it uncomfortable for England. Yeah, they've got to play a physical game, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and um, that goes... Um, into week four so i've broken it up because now we've got all the games um it's going to be super fun next week um but the women's tournament so we have before our next show we've got new zealand versus france australia versus cook islands england versus canada Papua new guinea versus brazil new zealand versus cook islands and australia versus france so we've got the rest of this round and the second round starting um, before our next show. And then the wheelchair um, tournament starts as well. Um, that's also just two rounds like the women's. Um, but we've got Spain versus Ireland, England versus Australia, France versus Wales, Scotland versus USA, England versus Spain, Australia versus Ireland, France versus Scotland, and Wales versus USA. Um I don't know how in-depth, un, unless there's a real boomer of a game um, in the women's or in the wheelchair, we probably won't discuss them at length next week. But I'm really looking forward to actually watching um, a wheelchair game. 
Um, as Simon said, he said he's looking forward to it because yeah. he's never seen it. I've never watched it before either, so I really am interested in watching. Everyone seems to be talking up England and Australia, um, which seems to be a trend for all three tournaments. So that's probably going to be the one on Friday that I'll try to get a hold of, depending on what time it is, um, because I do have to work, um, kind of. Um, I'm just bringing up my spreadsheet. I got a spreadsheet of all the games and times, so I'm just bringing that up on my other screen. Super professional to do it now. Um, they're eight thirty Friday morning, so that probably is perfect. I'll watch that while I'm working. Um, my boss isn't watching. It'll be fine. Um, we'll make it work. Um, and yeah, France. Uh, Simon said that France is good as well. France do play um, at midnight. Um, Friday night, so Saturday morning uh, against Wales. So that could be one um, to watch. And then obviously, women, um, New Zealand and Australia and England are kind of the the favourites there. Um, so I'll probably wait. I know the final game of the round robin is Australia versus New Zealand and women. That's probably going to be the the game of the tournament for that there. Yeah. But we'll move on to the quarterfinals. If Simon, no, not Simon. Sorry, if Paul has the image I sent him earlier. I made a pretty little picture um, of the quarterfinals. Um, but we have first up, we have um, Australia versus Lebanon. Um, you you putting Lebanon down as your, your winners there, Richie? Or you you backing Australia? No, like I think coward? Australia, mate. Coward. Okay, <laughs> it's got to be Aussie, um, I think. It has to be, right? It has to be. Um, I'm hoping yeah. Lebanon really – Lebanon showed a lot more fight against New Zealand than I thought they would, so I'm hoping to see more yeah. of that um, against Australia. Um, I know Adam Dwayhe, um came out and said, you know, we almost um, we almost bet the, the number one ranked team. We're going to take it to Australia. So hopefully that confidence flows through into a good performance. Um, yeah, they were good in their last game too. They were. Um, and then next up, we have England versus Papua New Guinea. Um, I don't see England losing this, but I think Papua New Guinea just have to be physical. Um, yeah, and Simon said he thinks Australia will win, but Lebanon will um, qualify for the next World Cup, which is a massive achievement for them. Yeah, I think they've definitely put themselves into like the Tier 2 of um, mm. World Cup caliber teams. Um so that's a great one for them. But yeah, Australia would be too strong. England, Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea got to be physical. Um, they've really got to take it to them. Um, yep. England haven't had any anyone really push them. So that's Papua New Guinea's job. Yeah, I, I think England as well. Their form's too good. But yeah, I really hope Papua New Guinea give a good account of themselves and make it uncomfortable for England. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, the game we're probably more interested in watching is biased New Zealanders, but um, New Zealand play Fiji. Um, I think uh, we just talked about it, but yeah, I think New Zealand will get this, but they've really got to watch um, their goal kicking and not take Fiji lightly because Fiji have some talented players that could upset them and they've done it before. So um, yeah. I really don't want to see it happen again. Um but yes, as Simon said, he hopes the Kiwis win, but it's a potential banana skin game for Fiji. Yeah, I agree with that, that completely, Simon. It is a potential banana skin, but I think New Zealand, if they play to their potential, 
man for man, they should have too much class. Yeah, and then the last quarterfinal should be the game of the week. Tonga versus Samoa. Um, Simon's already apologised to you because he thinks Tonga's going to win. I think, yeah, I think Tonga are going to take your Samoan team and drive them into the ground so they never want to play again. Um, I think it's going to be an annihilation. Um, I I don't know. But I'm very biased. I love my Tonga, and I don't like Jerome Loi. So... Um, I don't know. I I'm ho- I think it, it should be a really good match, um, but I just think Tonga are too strong. Don't talk about uh, two games in a row, man of the match, Jerome Luai, like that, Brad. Um, yeah. Samoa are going to win, and I'm going to overload my car windows with Samoa flags. There you go. <laughs> There's, I'm seeing a lot more of them than usual um, in Auckland. I, there's still the, the Tongan flags, as we come to expect, but I'm seeing a lot more Samoan flags this year. Um, yeah. And um, Simon said, do we think Matt's job's safe right now? To be honest, I'm surprised Matt Parrish has the job as it is. Um, We talked about it a bit last week, but I think he's the biggest issue for Samoa's um, league team right now. Half the players don't even want to play for him. So Mm. um, I I think we've probably seen the end of Matt Parrish once Samoa end their World Cup if it's this weekend or if it's next weekend or the weekend after. You know, who's to say Samoa don't beat Tonga and then don't beat England and then, you know, make the final. It's They do have talent. It's no denying that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they'll be they'll be going the, the plane home to Australia next week, um, unfortunately for Richie, um, when I gloat about it when we review the games next week. Um. Anything else you want to add before we move on, though, Richie? Sorry, Brad, I lost you for a moment there. Um, yeah, never no, paid just, attention to me. Story of my life. No, it's not that. The connection's been a bit dodgy tonight. I've been catching glimpses here and there. But um, no thanks for the World Cup chat, everybody. Um, hopefully, come next week, we're, we're talking about a New Zealand versus Australia semi and a Samoa... About to beat England semi final, maybe. Or we're talking about a Fiji Lebanon, Fiji Lebanon semi because Australia and New Zealand, you know, collapse and no one saw it coming. But I know it should be good. I'm really looking forward to the quarterfinals. Um, so yeah, thank ladies and gentlemen, thank you tonight for joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on rugby league. Tune into the show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, Cheers for joining me again, Richie. Thanks for your help in the background, Paul. And good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.